What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Three Guys from the South Side. My name is Mike Merrick, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. Uh, who's back of the week? Midterms are over. <laughs> Campus life is getting back to normal. And Blaze Bernard is back on the South Side. Blaze, how we doing? All right. Uh, the rumors of my demise were 100% false. I also was not taking midterms. I was <laughs> not mentally recovered from my weekly perennial that went 11 and one and would have paid me and Merrick out about 13 K. So I kind of got a need a little break, little burnout, but I'm back refreshed with a brand new headset. Um, I look like I'm in a call center right now at university of Illinois, but uh, I'm excited and ready to go. Yeah. And guess what? You're taking calls because we're giving out winners. They're going to dial that number later, baby. They're going to dial that number. 1-800-WINNER. This is Blake Bernardi, one guy from the south side. How may I help you? <laughs> Start calling you John Anthony. Uh, Davey, bad picks. Dave, first off, good to see you this weekend, bud. Appreciate the ride to the airport today. Uh, or actually yesterday, excuse me. We're recording on Monday. Dave, how are we doing? I'm doing really well. I, I, I told you, and you were really pissed about it, actually, when I said on Sunday as we were watching the Bears Packers, I said, you know what? The highlight of my entire weekend was being able to watch Iowa lose sitting next to you. And you didn't think that that was pretty too funny. But uh, you saw how my picks went. I've said it here, like, football's dumb. The AP poll came out today for college basketball. Line I ranked 11. So we're getting closer to not having to pay attention at all to the Bears and to Illini football. So we're getting there. Hey, you know what I did enjoy is yesterday when I begged you for one more beer. Of course, we got one more beer, but we got the stadium beers. Which it was, was a 32-ounce cup. We just said one more beer. We had to. We had to. Uh, look, before we we recap the records from last weekend, folks, wow, we have an absolute treat today. Uh, hailing from Los Angeles, California, uh, look, played 444 games of amateur and semi-professional hockey, including 95 games in the ECHL. And, folks, everyone talks about that junior year at Bentley, a, a little over a point per game, 38 points in 37 games, <sighs> running running the power play. Steve Weinstein, 2-4. How you doing, buddy? Welcome to the show. 1-37, the best pitching record or the worst pitching record you could ever <laughs> fucking imagine. Um, happy to see you guys. I don't think we've all been together, all four of us, since your fucking bachelor party, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was the first go around. We, we never went through with that, uh, well, with, with that one, thankfully. Oh. Yeah, oh well. And, uh, you know, off topic, Dave, it's actually Grease Night on Dancing with the Stars. So <laughs> get out of here. That's got to be a good fucking sign. Couple beauty school dropouts. Oh, there has to be Go back to high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and speaking of Merrick bachelor parties, I'm pretty sure there's a couple classrooms full of Africans that have T-shirts now because of the last couple things that have gone amok. <laughs> I still can't believe you guys got those shirts made, but unbelievable. I was ex- honestly, I was, I was expecting to see you in it at some point this weekend, but good thing I didn't. Um, do you still have that, by the way? Oh yeah, we've all got them somewhere. Oh. Special guest appearances of that T-shirt whenever you're not expecting it, though. Yeah, I hope not. All right, Dave, recap the records from last Saturday and Sunday. How how did your picks end up? How did mine and Blaze's finish? And, and let's get a quick standings update on uh, total records on the year. Sure. Uh, Blaze, in his absence and uh, us picking for him, he went 1-1 one and one in college, 1-0 and in NFL for a rock-solid 2-1. and one. Mikey Merrick, you had a hell of a weekend too. You were three and two in college, and then you went two and two in the NFL. You were five and four. That's actually that's a, that's a that's hitting pretty well. You're you're making money at that point. And then I went two and two in college, and I went zero and three in the NFL. Got swept across the board. 
Uh, I was two and five all day last week. So this, the official standings, Blaze is still looking pretty good. He's 20, 12, and one. You're making money at that point. Me and you, not so much. You are 19, 24, and two. Uh, I am 18, 26, and two. But we throw a lot more picks out there and we answer the bell every week. Nope. Yeah. I want to thank Dave and uh, Mike for getting my picks. Arizona State, that was unfortunate. We'll talk about that in a little oh, bit. But um, I'm still uh, hurting for that. Hey, yeah. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly from last weekend, really quick. I know we've got some NHL, we've got NCAA and NFL picks. But Dave, run us back really quick. Last weekend, the good, the bad, the ugly. Well, I got to start with uh, my favorite thing that happened. David Bell ran, uh, was all over Iowa, your Hawkeyes once again. To, to Not to my surprise, but maybe to yours. He, in three games against Iowa, has 37 catches, 558 yards, and five touchdowns. That's it's a lot really of incredible. Points. He completely owns them. It's, it's incredible. Uh, some of our good picks, it's, it's our old standbys are on here every single week. At Bama with a big bounce back, hitting the first half and the game for us. Yeah, man, let me know what I owe you on that one. I can't couldn't, do the math. Couldn't parlay those. It's a shame we couldn't, but they, <laughs> they are they are rock solid still. Bama first half, Bama game. Uh, and how can we forget out in the West Texas town of El Paso? They have just covered. That's all they do is cover. They're 5-2 and two ATS. Uh, ATS now they're going to be in there every single week that they play they finally have a bye week this week and you guys your Cowboys if it ain't broke don't fix it that pick keep going after it they won again and covered took a little bit more magic this time but they're in there uh and finally I put on here too the the big winners of this last weekend there were seven noon games and the favorites covered all seven of them seven love that. I can't believe that, that I love say. that love favorites <clears throat> so you know what we're going to do next week or the dogs Dogs. dogs, live dogs. Uh, some of the bad picks that, that that killed us. Obviously, the Bears didn't look too good. Aaron Rodgers still owns us. Uh, if David Bell owns Iowa, Aaron Rodgers owns us. And I guess we just continue to call the Yankees our daddy there. Uh, Arizona State, Blaze, you mentioned it. I had a six-leg parlay with just like a kind of a free roll out there, and I got drunk and passed out before I could hedge it. And, of course, they blew a 21-7 to halftime lead. That one really hurt. Yeah, so um, just to go back to this, we'll talk about regression of the mean. So for, I haven't been able to go out too much, so my alcohol tolerance isn't what it used to be. So basically, it's the version of Merrick and uh, Dave in Dallas. They go to bed at 10 p.m., but I made it out till 2 a.m. anyways. But I was so fucked up, I deposited $500 in my points bet account, and then I bet Liverpool, who played at 6.30 in the morning, and I didn't even realize it until I woke up and checked my emails. Thankfully, they won 5 nothing. but then... Saturday didn't even do anything. I went to bed stone cold sober and then I realized and woke up in the middle of the night. And so I lost my Arizona state bet because they got outscored 28 to nothing in the half. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck highs happened. and lows. I obviously in a matter of 24 hours. Obviously I did just pulled the thing where you wake up at 3am and see how your bets did. And that was the first thing I did was check Arizona state and saw they lost. And I went to the box score and it hurt all the more. Uh, but do you talk about bad beats? The worst beat of the weekend might be Georgia that point spread if you were on Georgia I think we all were on Kentucky but uh Mark Stoops calling the timeout at the end of the game just to to push that him was over ridiculous like, that's a, that's a coach that you want to bet on though because if I own, if spreads. I own like 50 car dealerships in Kentucky I'm I'm taking that guy out to a nice steak dinner because he knows what's going on like he knows what's up he knows the spread was on the line totally. he can say it was for practice or like a future game situation. No, he knows his alumni and his backers. They're betting Kentucky back home and he wants to take care of those boys. I do. I completely agree. Every once in a while, you'll get a tweet or a comment from guys that cover gambling and try and follow everything that 
uh, like an anonymous tip that says the coaches all every single one of them know what the spread is because they all want to help out their boosters. So the guys that are like Mark Stoops, you want to keep betting on. And of course, I put in here. You guys saw we've got another rollover in the college pool. Oh, so love that! We'll see love how that. that goes. And hey, you were over five hundred for the first time. I know, year. finally. Yeah, six so and four. Back. We're just you and I. Wheel. You and I were both six and four. Hey, you've got it. You've got something on here. Uh, the the boozers of the weekend. We were talking about Coach O. This guy's an absolute animal. It's breaking right now. It's still it's still all coming out. It's like the treasure trove of emails we had released. Last week during uh, Monday Night Football, this week it's just we learn more and more about how Coach O has just been a man about town, just trying to grab some strange and trying to get some soupy bins. Hey, Chew, can you blame him? You know what? Sometimes the soupy bins, they just bring you in. I don't know. <laughs> they, and they just fucking, you can just smell them and then they just suck you right in. It's, it's October too. It's soup season. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, start, yeah. it's starting to get a little chilly. It's starting to get a little chilly, and everybody's standards just drop just a tad, just like the fucking temperature. Chew, what would you rather do? Uh, be in Columbus on a weekend with Urban Meyer after they lost a game in Cincinnati, or uh, be in Baton Rouge next year with Coach O and his thirty-year-old girlfriend traveling from tailgate to tailgate? <laughs> well, I'm biased because I I had a quick stint in Cincinnati, making hundreds of dollars a week, and uh, sneaky fun, real fun city. So. I think I'd I think I'd ride that wave. Ohio, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, you 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 had a couple stops in Ohio too, Lake Erie. No? Uh, <laughs> yeah, me and Le, me and LeBron were uh, best buds. No. Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah, you and uh, cup Jan of Hager, coffee, too. cup of coffee with the Lake Monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I spent a lot of time on the bench. Yeah, PP1 Oh shit! I'm a little cold. Yeah, I'll get the puck deep and get a fucking change. <laughs> Jan Hader. Yeah, uh, that's when Jan Hader was ripping shots that night. Mel Horchra too. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? That that might have been the highlight of that stint was running into you guys and getting healthy. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the 15 16 year. True. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It was the uh, yeah. Made sure I knew I was going for warming, so any shot I took was not leaving the ice. There's no way I was hitting the fucking goalie in the head. So you you spent you spent time in South Carolina too. Oh yeah, yeah. Where was that at? Charleston. Yeah, oh yeah. They talk about all the time, all the places I played in the A. It was like when I got uh, sent down, they were acting like I was getting called up, going from Hershey to fucking South Carolina. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, like Charleston's a good town. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Nice weather, and we uh, we went on a pretty good run. So. Fuck. What a place. Dave, what was that nightclub we went to there? Republic? That sounds familiar. Yeah. We were getting we were getting dripped on by the rain coming in. <laughs> was it the rain or something else? I know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> a little in the back of the throat, a little drip. Jesus Christ. All right. Speaking of the ice, let's let's talk about the NHL quick. Um Hockey started last week. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over any uh, Blackhawks talk because God, we're off to a shit start and the boys don't look good. Um, Mark Andre's got to figure something out in that, and we got to figure out a way to start scoring more goals. Anyways, let's talk about the East. Let's talk about the West really quick. Chew, who do you like coming out of the East and and making a run at the at the Cup Finals? I think we all have somebody in common here uh, coming out of the West, but who do you like coming out of the East? 
Uh, personally, I like the Islanders. I think they're going to get over the hump. I mean, they're on this fucking marathon. I believe it's a 13-game road trip because their rink isn't ready yet. Um, you know, I don't think they've won yet, but they're in Chicago tomorrow, so that's probably their first win. That's got <laughs> that's got to be a, a be. and a uh, you know if they make it through 500, I think they're going to run the table at home. They're going to have a hot start, and then you know, I mean, two straight years that they're losing to Tampa, I think they're going to find a way to get past the hump. Um, I also don't think Tampa's going to, you know, they play too much hockey. I think Florida's going to take them out. But, uh, yeah, no, I have the Islanders as much as it pains me to say because I've been around a lot of their scumbag fans. But, um, well, hey, they, I mean, they, they feel like they've overachieved the last couple of years after they got rid of Tavares, but now they've got Zach Parise coming in. Maybe we see a Jeff Kubiak appearance. I don't know. Quite possibly. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Is he on the uh, taxi squad, or they don't have those this year, do they? I don't think they. No, I. I think they got rid of those. No. Well, you know what? I wouldn't be a. You know what? If he, he could be a black ace. Up, is he, if he does get the call up, you can pencil me in for Jeff Kubiak's first game at UBS Arena. Oh, I'd be there. Oh, okay. I, 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 th- I think we'd all be there, to be quite honest. But right. I. I don't. I don't know about the Islanders though. Making it over that hump. I mean, I don't. I don't think Parise it was the key to why they lost that series. Like. They lost that series last year because they, I mean, they got outworked in that in almost every corner. Right? Well, they're, they're, they're still not a big team. Yeah, I mean, they were missing Anders Lee for all the playoffs. I think he's a True. huge. He's a huge factor. I mean, not not just the captain, but like you know, net front on the power play. You can't move him. He's a rig. I don't he know. He is. He has the ba- He's Quadzilla. He, oh, has, yeah. he has the the biggest legs in the game. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Some things it's just, you know, you can't teach. It's just born with it. No. They went seven with the cup champions, too. Yeah. A one nothing loss. Short-handed yeah. goal. Yeah. Yanni yeah. Gord. Yeah. Hey, can't win if you don't put the puck in the net, though. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty tough. Checks out. Pretty tough. Hey, Chew, I, I do I, I did like your comment though about uh Tampa and, and who was gonna take them out. I think the Panthers have a, a shot to come out of it. Um, again, pending they stay healthy. Um, I, I do like, um, I do like what they have on defense again, pending that, uh, Ackblad and, and the rest of the, you know, Dougie Hamilton too can stay healthy on the back end. But I, I kind of like Carolina. I, I think, I think last year they learned a little bit in the playoffs and, and that, that youth is, is slowly going to, I think, start to figure out what it takes to win a playoff series or what, what win a couple. For that matter, so I I think Carolina is probably going to come out of the East. Gun to my head. Hope you're standing behind me. <laughs> no, Carolina's good. I mean, you know, they got rid of both goalies, Freddie Anders. I mean, Nadelkovich. Talk about you know he was fucking brutal last year, right? As if they didn't, you know, as if they needed any other handicaps against Tampa. Nadelkovich is giving up fucking floor cheese goals from yeah the, from the corner. Yeah. And, you know, they got rid of, they put, uh, I believe they have Freddie Anderson as the number one and um, Antti Ranta, right, former Hawk, but he can't stay healthy. No. So, I don't know, they might have to call David Ayers again for the e-bug, have him play in the fucking <laughs> I wonder, I mean, I wonder what the odds are if we're going to see one of those this season, Blaze. Hey, can you look up really quick what the odds would be for an emergency backup goalie to play in the NHL in a given season? I thought they stopped that. No, I they, thought they had a. They I don't had think an, they, they had an e-bug backup for Toronto this past weekend because of cap issues. Yeah, but I saw I, that he went. To, he plays at University of Toronto or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
can we can we look that up all, while we're talking about the West? Because I, to you, me, I think Dave as well can agree that uh, that team there in Denver, the Avs are, are likely going to come out of the West. You think they figure it out right after after the last two years? Yeah, I mean, Kadri's got to calm himself down a little bit and not get another ten game suspension. He was a huge loss for them against Vegas, but you know, with McKinnon. You know, I don't think he should be back from COVID coming pretty soon. But, I mean, they have all the tools. McCarr, hopefully he stays healthy. They have Bo Byram, a young kid on the back end. Did you see I, that quote? Did you see that quote? Yeah, said that to me. Oh, my God. What he was like, I, I think when he was in juniors, he some guy was chirping him, and he goes, yeah, buddy, in a couple of years, you're going to be working the 9 to 5, and I'm going to be making 9 to 5. What a fucking line. Speaking yeah. of 9 to 5, Dave's, Dave's – uh, Dave's cousin over there, Chucky Mack, nine two five. He got the bag, baby. He got that bag, baby. I I talked to my dad. He said we ain't got to worry about money no more. I was like, that's good. <laughs> well, hey, one last thing. <laughs> I did. I put on here. It was all I was going to talk about. Was uh, I did throw a twenty? I just threw twenty on him to win the Norris. He's at like twelve to one, so that could be a free two hundred bucks come the end of the season. Uh, Chew, I like him though. Like they're D, they're D. Pending they're healthy, a healthy Eric Johnson. I mean, he's second biggest guy in that back end, but they picked up Curtis McDermott too. More importantly, Chew, which contract do you like better, the Cousin Chuck contract or the Darnell Nurse contract? Oh, you know what? I knew this was coming. Fucking Darnell Nurse. You know what? Congrats to his agent. Well done. Because holy fuck, Darnell Nurse, 9.25 mil. Like, really? You don't You don't think he's he's deserving? Well, you know what? He, he got – I think he got 15 goals this year or this past year. I mean, yeah, must be nice, but still. Really? I mean, fucking Seth Jones, Chicago guy, that's a nine point – that's a nine and a half – or that's a $9 million defenseman. Fucking Darnell Nurse, I don't see it. I don't get it. Is Donovan McNabb's nephew? I just looked this up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Confirmed. They know how to deal. They know how to wheel and deal. Runs in the family. Runs in the family, but Chu, for our listeners, for our listeners, can you run through the list of individual awards for the season? Who you like winning the Hart? For you to run through the Vezina, the Norris, who do you like? Yeah, um, we'll start out with the Norris. Um, personally, I think I picked Kale McCarr. I mean, I think he got hurt last year, and he's bound for a monster year. I mean, he does everything right. He skates well. He's strong. He can shoot the puck. He can distribute the puck. Um, I mean, Victor Hedman, in my opinion, is the best defenseman in the league, but he's so banged up every year. And I, you know, Tampa, they're going to go through their issues. I don't think they're worried about the regular season. I think it's McCarr's trophy to lose at this point. So McCarr for Norris. Art Ross McDavid. I mean, fuck. There's not much else to be said. That's a guarantee. Did you see he's working on his working on his one timer? Cause he feels like it's not strong enough. And then last night he just goes absolute bar down one T from the half wall. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think he's, he's starting to get motivated, right? I think he's sick of losing, right? They got swept by Winnipeg last year. They were terrible last year. I was the kiss of death boys. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. That was bad. David to score a point, a game in the series. He yeah. Scored one. And he scored one in the game one. And then he, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't touch the score sheet after that. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I think he's, I think he's motivated. Obviously, I think he's going to run a table and get at least 130 points. Um, the Rocket, I think Ovi still got it. He's had a hot start this year. Um, you know, some a lot of people are high on Matthews, but you know, Ovi. I mean, he gets at least 15 goals just sitting around at the fucking peeper. We're just banging one tees. Yeah, he got it. <laughs> Uh, I think the heart, I think it goes to McKinnon, right? You talk about somebody who's, you know, motivated, to, like probably the guy who's most like Jordan. You, know, you hear him in these interviews. He talks about, oh, you know, I want to be like that guy. He's kind of a psycho. Like, I think he he really wants it. I think he's going to lift that team up to the President's Trophy this year. McKinnon's getting the heart. Um, the Selkie. It's going to Barkov, right? That guy's nasty. Oh yeah, he doesn't get a lot of he doesn't get a lot of uh, airtime, even though he just got about eighty million dollars in the bank. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he. I mean, he's they're gonna have a really good team this year, and he's gonna get at least ninety points. It'll probably be about plus thirty. And then the Vesna, I think it's gonna go up north. Connor Hellebuck, he's gonna win it again. Um, they had a slow start. I picked them to do really well. And sure as shit, they fucking lose to Anaheim and, and San Jose to start the year. So fuck me. But I still think Connor Hellebuck is the guy, right? Winnipeg, their defense last year was subpar. They had a few AHLers up there, but I think they made some trades. They got uh, Nate Schmidt and uh, Dylan from Washington, I believe. I think they're going to be good this year. And I think Connor Hellebuck's going to, he's going to, he's going to get another Vezina. Dave, you like Grubauer and Leonard for the Vezina. Why those well, these, two? These two picks, Grubauer is only because if the um, if there's any way that Seattle is going to be good this year, if they're good at all, it's going to be all everyone's going to give credits to the goaltending. I I assume because they got a bunch of nobodies for the most part uh, in front of them, so I think they'll just end up giving it to him by default. And then Robin Leonard, dude, the, uh, someone's going to have to be in net most of the year in Vegas, and they're phenomenal defensively. It's going to probably end up being him. Uh, Flower won it last year, and you see how good he's been this year. So I think you can pretty much put anyone back there, and he's going to do pretty well. And these guys are a little bit longer odds. Uh, Grubauer is twelve to one, and Leonard is uh, fifteen to one. I I don't mind Leonard at fifteen to one, not at all. Um, I didn't see anything on the card for the Calder. I like that Zegers kid in Anaheim to win the Calder. I know everyone's on Caulfield, Bo Byram's up there. But I I like Zegers. I think if you he, I think he's got potential to put 25, 30 goals in the net. No, that makes a lot of sense, right? He's a dark horse because Anaheim's gonna fucking suck this year, or at least they should. They're gonna be terrible. Who who else do they got? That Jamie Drysdale guy? Is that right? Yeah, Drysdale on the back end, he's gonna be good, but he I feel he's gonna he might be in the running to get the green jacket this year. He's gonna, so. you know. I mean, Anaheim's they're gonna struggle and they're gonna want him to get a lot of time. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of Drysdale's points are going to come on the power play. But, you know, sure. I mean, Zegris, he's very skilled. But I think, yeah, I think Bo Byram's got it as a defenseman. Or you could take, you could think about Spencer Knight. He's going to be making, he's probably going to split some time with Bobrovsky. You know, the $10 million goal he's going to uh, He's sitting on the bench for 10 Schmill. You know what? It's not the worst job in the world to make 10 schmill and just fucking pick up water bottles, but somebody's got to do it. So Spencer Knight could do it. I think Bo Byram is going to get it, though. Man, he he skates really well. It's pretty much like him and Gerard on the left side of the decor. They just move so well. They move the puck so well. Oh, fuck, Colorado's sick. 
Yeah, my dude, talk about a good skater. I mean, you got Makar there too. The way that guy pivots on the blue line, it, it's it's disgusting. Yeah, it's Absolutely. all in the hips. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips, baby. Little love, little love. All right. Speaking about a little love, we we gotta get we gotta get back in the gridiron. Back to some football where historically we 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 like to put the most action. Come Saturday, boys, you got a couple good picks. Um, a couple ones I. I'm I'm really scratching my head at. Let's start with this East Carolina pick plus thirteen. Yeah, uh, let's go there. Um, I'm gonna go a two for in this game, two for one here. I like Eastern Carolina plus thirteen and over fifty eight against Houston. Um, Eastern Carolina, they finally got it going this year. They have a quarterback return. I think it's his fourth year. They called him like the poor man's Tim Tebow. Lefty throws the ball really awkwardly, but can run the ball hard. And they finally got a defense to support him. But I like Eastern Carolina. They've been able to battle with anybody um, in that American conference. Uh, They beat Marshall a couple weeks ago, and uh, they had an off week. And I think they're going to be ready for an overrated Houston team led by Clayton Toon. So give me Eastern Carolina plus 13 in the over at 58. Love that. Love that. I I like that overplay. I might have to think about that one. Um you got a couple others on the card, Blazer. Yeah, so uh, let me go back to this. Dave kind of hit this off starting with October. Um, <laughs> there, he's 11-2 and two now. With Brock Purdy, he's 11-2. and two. They covered the spread again. And just a side note, I play volleyball Sunday night with a guy named Brock who played great yesterday, so I was calling him Brocktober. It's his month. We're just living in it. Living in it. People absolutely <laughs> love that line. Didn't give Dave a footnote on that, so I took all the credit. But um, I'm all in on Brock Tober on the football field, too, as well. Iowa State minus seven against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's the biggest fraud team ever. They did it with Boise State. Steve Sarkeesian took too many shots at halftime and forgot how to call plays. I think OK State played well, but Texas blew it. Iowa State minus seven. Everyone's going to be on OK State because they won last weekend. They're going to see Iowa State's two losses. I can see this one being a blowout. Matt Campbell's going to have the boys to play because they're still not out of it in the Big 12 uh, Conference Championship. Iowa State is a huge bet. I just need to figure out how much I'm going to put on it, and then Dave's going to hit on this too. And then my last one, this one is just I don't get this line. I don't understand it. I don't get this line either, and I think the thing that really bugs me about this is the best game I've seen a college football team play all year was Oregon at Ohio State. Yeah. And they had a rough and really awkward game against Stanford. Um, their offensive coordinator, Joe Moorhead, was sick that game. They had an injury to their uh, running back for Dell. It was kind of like a the Titanic. Worst case scenario, it happened. And they're still struggling a bit. But, man, this is their season right here. They have only one loss. They're in the college football playoff. I don't care if it's the eye test or whatever. They went into Columbus and won. Give me um, – Oregon plus two and a half. I think something's awkward with this line. They're going to be coming to play. Cristobal's still an average coach, but there's too much talent there, and they work too hard to beat Ohio State for this season to go down the drain. That's my theory. That's my three in college football. Ride with me. Let's get a little weird this weekend. It's Brocktober, baby. Lock them in. That's that's four locks for boys. Count them four. Get all four of those on the card. But Davey, bad picks. You're you're also on Iowa. State. We should almost just have Dave go last. So far, listeners are still listening. He's been so bad at this, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I can go last. It's fine. All right, all right, fine. Well, here, I'll finish off. I'll finish off our thoughts about Iowa State first, and then I'll I'll give you my three picks later. Uh, the good news for you, Merrick, about Iowa losing is now our attention to biggest frauds and teams that are bullshit. 
can now finally move on to other teams. Those two teams now for me are Michigan State and Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State does it with defense this year. They don't really have that good of an offense. Um, I just really like Iowa State in this spot. Like Blaze said, they're still right in the thick of this Big 12 race, so they can easily come in second and make the Big 12 championship. The season is not lost. They had some bad turnover luck earlier in the season, especially against Iowa. They just kind of laid an egg. Um, but I still, I really do love Brock, uh, Brocktober season right here. So I'm with you, Blaze. I really like Iowa State at home against them. I might have to hop on there with you. I might have to hop on. But before I do that, two, four, you got three hot ones. Celebrity guest pickers. I, look, I, I don't know the records offhand, but they're over 500. So you got some big shoes to fill. Uh, yeah, you know what? I can't say I have the best evidence to back these picks up, but Pitt minus three. I think they want to prove that they're the best team in the ACC. They're playing well Clemson, this year. Clemson, right? I think four and two, they're mailed it in, all right? If they're not going to national championship, they're like, ah, fuck, next year, right? So I'm taking Pitt minus three. Bama first half, I mean, credit to you guys. I'm just riding that wave besides uh, a couple weeks ago, right? Like the Holocaust, Lloyd. Never again. Never again. again. <laughs> So lightning does not strike twice, right? They're at home against Tennessee, Bama first half. And then NC State, Miami, over 50 and a half. I think it's just going to be a shootout. So, Chew, I absolutely love this pick. And I, I think you just made Merrick's goal of why we started this podcast is influencing our, influencing our listeners with Bama first half. We know we wanted to have like 5,000 listeners by now. We're on week 40. We probably should be there, but we're only in the low hundreds, unfortunately. But uh it's it, it, Merrick. I can, I'll speak to Merrick's heart for this. He loves seeing that you're picking Bama first half because people I are listening it. out there, and Merrick's picking winners and they're following him. I love it. You get yeah, you Bama got, first half. I'm gonna ride that wave. He's been on. He's right. He's right. Roll, roll damn time, baby. Great play all season. We've actually all had great plays if all season. You said yeah, Dallas right. Cowboys, Bama first half. I was just gonna say if there's anything that we get out of this podcast, it's that all three of us, and now hopefully even more with all of the listeners. I know Chew's been on them. It's Bama first half, UTEP, and the and the Dallas Cowboys. And the Dallas yeah, Cowboys. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, let's go, baby. Ride that wave. Ride that wave. Hey, Chew, I'm with you. God damn it. Yeah, I got my board. I'm riding that fucking wave. Chew, I like Pitt, too. I've been too afraid to pull the trigger on this year because they have fucked me so many times in so many different holes the past season, but... I might have to get back. I might have to get back on the horse there with you. It's, it's yeah. a lock. It's a lock for me too. Clemson is zero and six ATS. I think they just keep having these short lines because Clemson's still a public favorite. Is this a yeah. night game too? Uh, I'm not sure, but okay. you saw my notes too. You know that there's only one kickoff after six thirty Central Time. It's Hawaii at like eleven o'clock. After six thirty, there's no like eight and eight thirty games. So you got to get plan accordingly. Wow, that doesn't leave me a lot of options for parlays. I mean, one option is is uh, something that I found out last week I can't do, which is about the first half and the game line that together. Was too good but to be true, Mikey, I'm going Alabama first half and Alabama game line. That first half line's got to be at like 14. Game lines at 25 and a half. It's going to be higher than 14 the first half. I don't think so, Merrick. I'm looking at these public picks right now, and my God, this fucking sum of spreads. I think it's over a hundred. Oh, it's got to be. I got, I got, I got six games on the card here, and yeah, the the, the spreads are big. We're gonna cover them all, though. Um, look, there's a couple really garbage games, and I think some of these teams are are, are gonna win. Um, first off, Cincy minus twenty seven and a half. They're five and one ATS this year. Um, they're at Navy. I think that that's. I think they're gonna blow them out by about forty two points. 
Uh, if I were to guess, I, look, they really hit their stride the last three weeks on offense. Um, I like them. I also like Oklahoma. Spencer Ratdog, dude, sign your transfer papers. You're gone. Uh, Welcome to Champagne, Spencer. Where he's football not going goes to, to Illinois. Die. He's not going to Illinois. There's no chance. But uh, look, they're playing Kansas. I've said this for the last two years. Kansas is an absolute dumpster fire. They've got their one win for the year. They hit their over-under on wins. Literally for the year, Kansas did with one. Look, they're packing in. They're one and five. 38 and a half points. Take OU uh, in Lawrence. And then uh, lastly, Ole Miss. Minus nine and a half against LSU. Uh, that Ole Miss team is playing f- fantastic right now. That offense, uh, Matt Carroll has that team dialed in on offense. Well, they put up 55 against uh, Arkansas, and then they put up 38 uh, last week uh, in Tennessee, which we're not even going to get to that fucking fiasco. Um, a good thing that Tennessee got fined $250,000 for everyone throwing beers and golf balls at Lane Kiffin. Unbelievable. Um, I like that minus nine and a half against LSU. And then last, but certainly not least, man, there's a little warm up play because we got, we got to get our confidence, Dave. We got to get our confidence in Ohio state because two weekends from now we're there, Penn state, Ohio state at the shoe. And we're, and we're hammering hammering Ohio State. So I'm going to hammer them this week, too, at IU. IU's had a, 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 a very big letdown year. They're two and four. Talk about packing it in, Chew. Well, like a 10 of, ever, 10 of evergreen, my man, minus 20. We're taking the Buckeyes in Bloomington. Sorry, Mom. I know you worked there, but I'm betting against the Hoosiers. Um, Dave, who else you got on the card? So a couple games that uh... – I just wanted to get on with you guys. I've got Iowa State minus seven and Pittsburgh minus three, as we talked about. Uh, another game I've got on there is NC State. Chewy, you kind of hit on it. Uh, teams that I just think are dead and don't want to play football anymore. I think Miami falls into that category. I don't think they have anything left. Uh, Derek King's out still, correct? For the and, rest um, of the season. Yeah. Season ending so, surgery. So the ACC at this point pretty much comes down to NC State, Wake Forest, and Pittsburgh. Those are the three teams that are really in it. And if you're on any of these teams, especially with some of these super seniors, this is your one and only chance to win an ACC title. And I just don't see same with thing with Pittsburgh. I don't see NC State just like blowing their chance at this over against some shit Miami team that's really not motivated. Uh, so I like them minus three. They uh, NC State played well last week too. They went into BC and they really handled it, so it was no big deal. Uh, and my last pick is I've got Air Force minus four. They're playing San Diego State. Air Force I think is just good. They handled Boise State no problem last week. And San Diego State has no offense whatsoever. They went, they played against San Jose State, and I watched a lot of the game. It was one of those late-night Friday games. Holy shit, do they stink on offense. So I'm going to go with Air Force minus four. Uh, I think they're a little bit better than the general public thinks they are, so I'm going to go with them minus four as my, my final lock. So my four are Iowa State, Air Force, North Carolina State, and Pittsburgh. Man, we got a lot of great picks on, on Saturday, fellas. Um, but, look, I'd be remiss to not talk about our, our games on Sunday and also, too, this past Sunday. We had a big one in London because, Dave, the Jaguars won, th- got their first win in 20 games. You Don't say 20 games. Did Don't you say 20 games, Daddy? Let's go get a Nintendo dance. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jags got their tw- their first win in 20 games. 
I think we're all sharing a few games here on the card. Two four. Who do you got on Sunday? I know I know you got number winners on Saturday. So let's let's just roll that into your Sunday card here. Um, I got the Pats minus seven over the Jets. I mean the Jets, fuck. I mean they they're tough, right? And after what happened to the Pats, I think they're going to be motivated. I think they're going to run it up against the Jets. Um, Rams Lions, right? The reunion. I got I you know I think Matt Stafford he's just going to run it up, right? I don't know. I mean I think it's going to be it's going to be a shootout. Might be 40, 50 points for the Rams, and then Lamar Jackson. Minus seven against uh, against Cincinnati, right? I think they're just, you know, I think they're going to establish themselves as the top of the AC, AFC North. So, are the Rams at the Lions? No, Lions are Lions are at in LA. Oh my God, they're going to throw it's like minus fifteen. It's- that's that's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, there's some massive spreads this week. You've got that one. And then you've got uh, the Texans every week are getting a shitload of points. They're plus 17 against the Cardinals. And then, of course, our favorite, the Bears, are plus two touchdowns. Oh, my God. That that spread's gone up three points today. It opened at 14 and a half. And I see it at 17 and a half right now, too. That's unbelievable. For that's, who? A ma- that's a massive spread. Yeah, Rams-Lions. Rams are minus 14 and the hook. Are the Lions going to get a win this year? It's starting to feel like they might not. I don't did know. You hear, did you see too? Dan Campbell is on that zero and sixteen Lions team, was so he, he could really? be yeah. So he could be on that zero and sixteen Lions team and be the coach of the zero and seventeen Lions team. What, what do you? What did you think about him crying the other day, boys? He's just emotional. Boys, you're on mute. How about now? I can hear you now. Sorry about that, boys. Um, yeah, I think with Dan Campbell, just obviously he's not translating, and he's clearly in over his head and. Detroit was down 27 nothing in the fourth quarter, and instead of going for it for a touchdown, they just wanted the moral victory of getting points so they sent in the field goal kicker. So I think that's all you need to know about how things are going in Detroit right now. And I wouldn't touch this game. I don't like touching double-digit spreads, but, man, I'd be remiss if I was chasing this weekend not to throw money on L.A. at the 3 o'clock slate minus 15 against a broken Detroit team. But, uh, yeah, Chu, I'm, I'm with you on the path. Zach Wilson's an absolute bust. I've been saying it since he got drafted on April 24th of 2021 this year. I'm a Jets fan. We suck. I hate Joe Douglas. I feel bad for uh, Salah, why he took this job. He probably hates it. I'd jump ship and be a defensive coordinator again because this freaking organization's a joke, and we're just going around in circles every year. Dave, who do you got on the card come Sunday? Um, I think you and I uh... – no, I'm not on that Ravens game. You like that Bengals Ravens game? I'm taking the under there, yeah. Why? Just because I think it's going to be a division matchup where the Ravens are going to prefer to run the ball. Und- 47 points? Under 47 points. I don't think Joe Burrow's that good yet. I think the Bengals are a little bit overrated. Well, mainly just because the Bears beat them, and I think anyone the Bears can beat probably stinks. They're what, 4-2? and two? I'm not sure. I think they're. I think they are, yeah. Yeah, Bengals, I think, are 4-2. I'm assuming this game's in Baltimore. Yeah, I'd ride with you and take the under. I think it could be a similar repeat to what uh, Baltimore did to Los Angeles this weekend. Suck the life out of them. Boys, you and I both had that that, uh, Thursday night matchup. I'm going to take that over in that Broncos-Browns game. I don't don't like the 42 points. The overs, I mean, the the Browns at home are 7-4 since, what, the last two seasons, I don't think 
I, I think that that total's way too low. Well, maybe wait to points? wait to wait to place it because they don't know if Baker Mayfield's going to play. The report I saw today was that he's going to go out there anyways, even though his, he can barely feel his shoulder and it feels like shit. Well, that's a thing. Like it looks like when Baker Mayfield's playing, that he can't feel his shoulder. Their backup's Case Keenum. Yeah, it's like I saw people were actually advocating for Case Keenum to play on Sunday. That's how bad he was, man. And uh, I think it's a put up or shut up game for Quaker Mayfield. And at the same time, um, I think it's a put up and shut up game for Vic Fangio. I've been a huge fan of this guy since he's been on the Bears defense. Since he was the Bears defensive coordinator, he has a talented team this year on both sides of the ball, and they have not figured it out yet. If they lose this game, it's time to end the uh, uh, experiment with um, Fangio and um, throw them to the shelves like they did with Elway last year. I'm a big Broncos fan. I still like what they have on both sides of the ball. That offense is ridiculously talented. I like Teddy Bridgewater, That deep, but that defense needs to figure it out, man. You can't be giving up that many points to the Raiders after John Gruden got fired. So hopefully it's a quick weekend they win, but my one NFL lock of the week, that's going to be Broncos plus three and a half, and then – I'm slaying off. I can't win a game at the 3 p.m. slate to win my life. I think I'm 1 in 10 the past three weeks, and it's ruining my weekends. Well, at least give us some plays for the rest of us to fade. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, – Dave, you got one more. The you only other one, one I have is uh, I'm going to take the 49ers. They burned me a couple times this year, uh, but they're coming off a bye week. They've lost three straight. Um, I still think they're pretty good, and I just don't see Kyle Shanahan fucking this up off a bye against the Colts. Trey Lance? I don't know who's going to start. He was hurt. I think it's a coin toss right now because Jimmy G's healthier. EIU's finest. Yeah, it's true. I'm playing this as if it's going to be Jimmy G. That's fair. That's fair. um, I've got two others. I like that Raiders spread against the Eagles. Um, they're four and two in the last two years at home, um, against the spread as a home favorite, um, minus three and a half points. I think the Eagles stink this year. I still think they got a lot, a lot to figure out on that offense. Um, and I don't think Jalen's that good to be quite honest with you. And then secondly, I mean, he's fucking Aaron Rodgers, dude. I, I didn't bet him this week because they played the Bears. They bet him the two weeks before. They're four and one against the spread right now. Fourteen and seven against the spread as a home favorite in the last three seasons. Why the fuck not? Would you not bet the Packers on this minus nine and a half against the Washington Football Team, uh, who again I think I think are average at best this year and uh, the the last uh, fuck decade for that matter. So um, and not to mention I think there's still some animosity. Um, from that Washington football team and that whole program, especially after that uh that that jersey ceremony this last weekend. I don't know if we want to get into that or not, but uh I thought I thought that that was ironic timing to say the least. Yeah, I also saw the thing where uh Patrick Mahomes brother did a TikTok video on Sean Taylor's like uh shrine on the field. Yes. Like, what are people doing? Like so stupid. It's just ridiculous. Wait, what? Did, why did he do that? I don't know. And like the thing, it was gated, carted off to. I, he said that they told him to move in there, but like, why would you tell a bunch of? But there was a photo of like people all sitting around on Sean Taylor's like shrine on the football field on the sideline. It was like, why would you tell people to go in there and do that? I don't know. It was weird. I'm not explaining it well. Dave could probably do better. Well, no, the, the whole thing with the, the retiring his number now is it just seems like they're trying to distract from 
all the emails and all the other bullshit that were going on. Cause they announced it on like Tuesday and they even said, I saw a uh, tweeters, uh, an article that said, um, Sean Taylor's brother, like got notified of it, like Tuesday morning and didn't even know that they were going to do it until then. Uh, you know what? Dan Schneider probably didn't even pay for his air flying ticket into DC either. No. <laughs> That's good. Hey, uh, boys, in the interest of time and because it's, it's I actually I don't think, even have the weekly perennial ready to go. Because so. guess need what? Some time it's, in the oven. Yeah. Let it bake a little bit. I, I want input this week because I, I, I think one of those picks in the last two weeks could have been avoided. Um, oh, Mike Merrick. What is, Mike Merrick. I pick Auburn. Merrick picks Bo Nix every week. I'm uh-huh. sure Merrick would have told me not to take Auburn to win 13K. I would have told you to take Georgia first half, which did hit that day. And you know what else hit that day? Bama first half. True. Shocker. Shocker. Um, but, boys, any final thoughts before we wrap things up and uh, get back to business here for the week? Uh, no, um, happy to be back. Good to see you guys too. Thanks for being, um, joining us, making it four guys from the South side. And, um, let's hope we win some money this weekend for October, baby. For October. Davey, any final, any final thoughts for our guests? No, I really appreciate the, uh, the hockey talk. It's great having you on. We'll have to get you on a couple times during the season. Our, uh, as our VIP and most loyal listener. I love it. The fact that the fact that Chew Four listens every week is fantastic. Chew, thanks for coming on, man. It was a blast having you. Always good to see you, hear from you. Um, and God, just ride that Bama first half line. Oh yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, just one quick thing, Hawks. Whew, Connor Murphy. I don't know how they got it. I don't know how they gave him a fucking assistant captain. He must <laughs> be a great locker room guy. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. Bama first half, baby. Bama first half, baby. Let's let's ride it. Let's let's roll damn tide. But uh, look, listeners, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, hope you enjoyed our full slate of hockey picks for the season, NCAA and NFL picks for this weekend. Uh, as always, good luck. Uh, stay safe. We'll catch everybody next week. Peace. Beauty school dropout. No graduation day for you. School dropout Missed your midterms And flunked shampoo Well at least you could Have taken time To wash and clean your clothes up After spending All that dough to have The doctor fixed your nose up Baby get